Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome into the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, boy, we're going to have a great show today, Michelle. I know uh, each and every week's a lot of fun, having a lot of different guests on, talking about a variety of different things. This week, uh, we just so happen to have the Benham Brothers on. They have a, a real estate company. They had a deal potentially in the past with HGTV. Some things kind of went awry there. And kind of a really interesting story, what happened there. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. they also the author of Whatever the Cost and some other books coming out. But, Michelle, I know there's some other things you wanted to discuss today. And before we jump to that, by the way, folks, if you're first-time listener or if you've listened to us before and you want to catch previous shows you've missed, just go ahead and visit leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. And as always, you can join the conversation by uh, connecting with us on Twitter. At Lean on the Wall is our Twitter handle, at Lean on the Wall. And Michelle, uh, I know some a lot of stuff going on today, a lot of stuff going on really in the world in general, and uh, some things you wanted to cover specifically. Absolutely. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you recently got the chance to head to Liberty University and speak to students there. Yeah, we really, what a great honor. I'll tell you, Liberty's been in the news in the past for, um, you know, all the good or bad, you mm-hmm. know, based on where you're coming from, the side of the aisle, whatever it may be. But, you know, there's just been a lot of great things that they've been able to do. Um, as a university right now, they're just exploding. We were mm-hmm. there back in the late 90s, and I went there for business and back there in the late 90s. But it has just changed tremendously. It's may, you know, when I was there just recently, Michelle, they have, I think it's like five or $600 million in building projects going on. Wow. Yeah, I mean, as far as the school, they have a couple billion, to my knowledge, in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, with students on campus and online, I, I believe, if these numbers are correct, they're almost at about 100,000 students. Wow. Which is unbelievable. That's a huge, yeah, that is That's a huge. huge school, yes. Huge. So a lot of people don't know how big they are. They're enormous. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I grew up from in Penn State land, right? Right. Pennsylvania, <laughs> so big Penn State fan. I mean, the main campus of Penn State is big, mm-hmm. 55, 60,000 students, and then they have a bunch of surrounding campuses. Penn State's got a huge alumni, huge following, mm-hmm. great school, been around for a long, long time. And uh, but I thought what I thought was interesting is Liberty. You know, they've only been around since 1971. Right. It hasn't been that long. Hasn't been that long. So, you know, the growth that they've had has just been unbelievable. Now, most of that growth is online. Mm-hmm. Again, they got about 82 to 85,000, I believe, if I'm uh, looking at the numbers correctly. I could be wrong here, but around there online and then the rest is on campus. Um, so it's just kind of a neat story. But, yeah, I had the opportunity to go there and speak with the students just about living life, about the fact that, you know, life is tough. Yep. It really is. Uh, but when you're tough on yourself, life becomes easier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when we focus on who is speaking into our life, 
And that's one of the things that we really enjoy about this show is having the opportunity to speak positive things and good things into people's lives. Not just talk about how to fix your finances and put your wealth in a situation where you're, you know you're going to be okay long term so you can ultimately do what you want to do. Uh, but to be in a place also where, you know, I, I love the quote from Dennis Waitley. It says where his focus in life is to plant shade trees under which he will never sit. Mm. I love that. Right. Planting shade trees under which we will never sit. And if we, I think if we looked at it from that perspective, you know, and living life that way, instead of living life from a me, myself, and I, right? Right. But we looked at it from the perspective of, you know what, we're going we're gonna to look to add value in people's lives that are folks in the future that we don't even necessarily know. Obviously, we want to add value to folks we do know here and now. But if that's our focus, instead of just what can I do to get more for me? You know, we can mm-hmm. we can see way further and, and, and we're in a place where we can add value. So it was just a lot of fun seeing these kids, sharing these thoughts and just a great honor. That is amazing. And I, I love how you referenced that quote of mm. being able to plant that. Because that's really what investing is. A lot of times people think, well, mm. these are my investments and we're talking about money and we're talking about just products and things like that. But really being able to invest in the future and being able to create a legacy that you are going to be proud of. And that's when I think of investments, what mm. I think of, of really what the investment should be and would be. And then how do you, how can you turn that and make that so in your life? Well, I think that's important. And that's a great way to look at it, Michelle, because, you know, too often people with their finances, uh, I mean, obviously the goal for those that have, uh, that we're working with that have achieved a certain level of wealth, you know, the goal is to protect what they have, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Which is a big part of what we do. You know, we're not, even though I'm a little bit younger, I've been in the game for over 15 years now. We've had a great opportunity on the national scene and local scene to share thoughts in a variety of places just because of the great things that we've been blessed to be able to do. And, and I'm thankful to, to say that. I'm proud of what we've done, really, for folks. But, you know, protecting and growing wealth is important, as well as minimizing taxes, because you're right. I mean, money is nothing more than a library card. Mm-hmm. And if we manage it well, we can, we can give and be a part of things that really matter in life. And they really matter in life. You know, just watching our portfolio grow by X amount per year is great, but what's the point? Right. What's the point unless we're using it to add value? So that's one of the things that we often will talk about when we sit down with folks is, okay, let's talk about ways where we can improve what's happening here. You know, a lot of people just feel like what they're doing is the only way that's available to invest out there. And it's just not the case. You know, that's why we're always looking at new ideas and new thoughts. So how can we improve when we sit down and we have those conversations? But also, what can we do to be really um minded about giving back, right? Mm-hmm. Mission-minded, I, I like to call it, is is really giving back. What are we doing with our money to add value to other people, to other industries, uh, to the future, to folks that maybe we can't go out and reach ourselves personally, but maybe with some dollars we can, you know? And that's what we really want to do. I think when it comes to to what we have, that's what it's about. And, and I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. It's protecting what you have so you can be able to go ahead pay it forward or mm-hmm. just be able to provide for your family. And that that's really the key. And even in providing for your family, that's paying it forward. That's right. Well, that's exactly right. You know, and it's not always just necessarily about, you know, leaving kids. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's nothing wrong with that. You know, obviously you set up the correct trust and have the right structures in place to make sure that things are 
uh, taken care of effectively. Because I'll tell you, if you just build wealth and then leave a bunch of money to your kids, you can ruin your kids. Absolutely. You can absolutely take uh, all of their desire, mm-hmm. all of their drive, you get away. You, you're actually, in my opinion, when you just do that, when you support your children and leave them a bunch of wealth, you're in a situation without, without putting regulations around it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you got to do that effectively. But if you do that, you're in a place where you can, I mean, you can really steal from them their purpose of living. Right. It's interesting you bring that up. I saw an interview recently between Gloria Vanderbilt and Anderson mm-hmm. Cooper. Now, they are mother and son. And we all know that Gloria Vanderbilt was huge in her own right. And she comes from the Vanderbilts and the, the railroads and all of that stuff. So there's a long line of money. But Anderson Cooper, in and of his own right, is a fantastic journalist. And he was telling the story about how his parents sat him down and said, you know what, we're not leaving you a boatload of money. We're going to provide for you to go to school and all of that stuff. But you've got to start making that living yourself. And he was talking about how grateful he was that his parents did that because it helped him really develop a great work ethic. Yeah. And that's missing in our culture today. I think too many parents are aiding uh, laziness in their future child. Mm hmm. You know, they're, they're not, that's why you see these kids. I mean, they go to college sometimes and they, they expect that, well, you know, the government should forgive my college debt or they should pay for this or they should pay for that. I mean, that's nonsense. Right. That's just nonsense. And, you know, when you're in a situation where you've worked for it, I think that's, again, we've talked previous, Michelle, but I think that's one of the great, uh, you know, people say, okay, what makes you different, Mike? Right. Cause there's a lot of financial companies out there um, that manage wealth and do that. A lot of them. What makes us different? Well, I think one of the things that makes us uniquely different is I didn't go to work for a big company Mm -hmm. and they didn't give me an office and and give me a big salary or a salary and say, hey, here's a book of business. Go work this and and build it greater, right? We started at one client at a time a little over 15 years ago, back in 2001-02. And so because of that, we have a unique perspective of what it means to build a business, what it means to build wealth, and what it means to protect it. And I think that's important because when you work with someone, you got to ask yourself the question, how much appreciation does the person that I'm working with have for the wealth that, that they're managed of their own and even mm-hmm. of mine? Mm-hmm. That's really important. And if you haven't had that experience, then you don't have the appreciation of really what it takes to get there. And I think that's one of the unique value adds I really believe that we bring to the industry. And I'm excited to say that we have that. Absolutely. Let me give you the phone number so you can get in touch with Michael and the team. It's 866-943-2351. 866-943-2351 on the website is leanonthewall.com. Stay tuned. We're going to have more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall coming up next. Hey, folks. Michael Wall here. Those of you who know me are aware that I'm a strong believer in the American dream, success through hard work. But I also believe in giving back, and that's why I'm constantly on the lookout for organizations that improve the lives of those who need our help the most. And one of those organizations is the March of Dimes. The money raised by the annual March for Babies helps moms right here locally have healthy, full-term pregnancies. It also funds research to find solutions to the problems that threaten our babies. If you believe, as I do, that every baby deserves a fighting chance, then please join me in supporting the March of Dimes in whatever way you can. Find out how by going to marchforbabies.org. 
Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show. We're joined this segment with some special guests. I've actually had a chance to connect with these guys. We were just at Liberty University uh, speaking, sharing. They were sharing on how their, uh, just their story of success and all that's happened over their years of time in business. And the Benham brothers is who they are, Jason and David Benham. And they always uh, go back and forth and argue who's the better looking and who's the more talented. But what that is uh, yet to be determined. So, guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Mike. And yes, David is much better looking than Jason. Not even a chance. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to figure that out for yourself, you can go online and check out the Benham Brothers. They got a bunch of different sites. Uh, Benham Real Estate is their main real estate company. And, guys, just a little accolades here. I guess you guys started your real estate group back, it sounds like, in 03. Uh, we're involved in professional baseball and different things. And for those of you who are not familiar with them, uh, their company was recognized by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing real estate companies out there, business leader media, as well as the Wall Street Journal nationwide top five real estate brokers list. What's really interesting with their story is they had the opportunity with their success to uh, have a show potentially on HGTV. I'll let them share some of that. But guys, tell us a little bit about why you got into the real estate industry, a little bit of your history and kind of what brought you, I guess, to where you are now uh, as you are today in 2016. Sure. This is David speaking first. I'm the smart one of the two, not just the better looking. But Jason and I, we, uh, we graduated high school in 94, and we signed baseball scholarships to go to Liberty University. And, and from Liberty, we got drafted. I was with the Red Sox. Jason was with the Orioles. And it was during that time, you have so much time on your hands during the minor leagues. Uh, we started studying the Bible, but not just studying the Bible and reading the book of Proverbs and other things. We were reading books like The Millionaire Next Door, uh, Jim Collins from Good to Great, uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, Think mm-hmm. and Grow Rich, The Richest Man in Babylon, these books. And, and we didn't realize it, but we had this entrepreneurial spirit that was really driving inside of us. And when we got out of pro ball, we decided to relocate our families to the Charlotte, North Carolina area. We just fell in love with the area during the minor leagues. And uh, we started a real estate company, and we had no business training. And as a matter of fact, when we were at Liberty, we studied American history of all things. That's basically, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do just to wait to get drafted, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, but we were armed with biblical principles, mm. and we had studied the scriptures for so long, and, and we had several principles that we listed in our book, but we had also really stoked that fire in us through some of these other books that we had read. So we, we thought, you know, let's be lifestyle entrepreneurs. Let's get into real estate. There's no ceiling there. It rewards your work, and it'll reward you as much as you want to work. And so um, Jason and I, we stumbled onto selling uh, bank foreclosures and then doing some property management and then buy and hold and then also doing flipping. And by 2010, we had 100 offices across 35 states. And so Jason wow. and I say for us to take credit for building a successful real estate company would be like a shovel taking credit for digging a hole. We just tried mm-hmm. to be the sharpest we could be, and then the Lord really opened up a lot of doors for us, and we applied those principles, and it was supernatural in the marketplace. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you guys this. So obviously, all of that growth... And, and some of the topic we wanted to discuss today is how business has changed culture and culture has changed business. Because what's interesting is the dynamic of the growth and success you've been blessed with over the years and kind of keeping the focus in the right place gave you the opportunity to have a show on HGTV. Tell us a little about just kind of a quick snippet on on where that came from. And uh, and then obviously that, that ended up kind of getting shut down. But then 
God's really kind of blessed you guys. You've authored whatever the cost. We'll talk about that a little bit later and some other things. How did that all come about? Well, in, this is Jason. In 2012, um, after hearing about all of our uh, real estate accolades, HGTV reached out to us and wanted to know if we would like to do a reality show. And uh, it was interesting because about four other networks, it was five total that wanted to do a reality show. My brother and I, our families, our athletic background, uh, we work out a lot. I mean, I know you do too, Michael. You're a little bit better looking than we are, but still, <laughs> I keep up with you. And, uh, and, and our business, they wanted to cover the real estate aspect of that. Mm. And um, we mm. ultimately signed with HGTV. And through a period of about a year, uh, we began pre-production with them. We, we actually started filming five weeks uh, into filming. I mean, we were having so much fun. We signed a huge deal with HGTV. They were going to make us their marquee players. It was a mm. straight-to-series, full season of um, – uh, of episodes with with no pilot and uh, wow. so it was a huge deal we had endorsements coming in and my brother and i are are, are biblical christians we we believe life begins at conception marriage marriage between a man and a woman and and hg knew all of these things but then whenever they began to run commercials about our show a few activist groups found out that david and i were going to get a show and and you know in today's crazy culture, Michael, you're, you're not allowed to believe certain things. Mm-hmm. And so we've got some traditional beliefs that people have believed through the centuries, and uh, but now that's not so popular. And because of that, these activist groups put serious pressure on HGTV, and HGTV had to let us go. So it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, we wrote a book out of that describing our experience from the time we grew up to our business success, our principles on how we were able to grow our business, and then the same principles that we held on to to get us through that firestorm when we were fired in front of a watching world and lost millions of dollars. But uh, but God was still in control, and we give him the credit Michael, for it. Michael, if I could jump in and just say something real quick. Um, but what's interesting is we had six families. We were doing a show called Flip It Forward. And when the cameras were gone after we had gotten fired, we apl- we had to actually apply one of our business principles about you always hustle through first base. When we were in baseball, if you hit a ball right back to the pitcher, you had a choice, walk to the dugout or hustle through first base. And we always learned you hustle through first base. And in the marketplace, even if you're going to lose money on a deal, but you've you've given someone your word, you always run through first base. You finish the transaction. So Jason and I finished all six houses for free. We we charged no commission, nothing. We finished it for these families. Fox and Friends took notice of that and put us on, and, and we had a chance to tell the nation, look, this is a business principle. We're not going to give up. We're going to run all the way through first base. It was really a fun story to finalize. Well, and I love that because, you know, I'm on your site right now. By the way, folks, if you want to check out more about Jason and David, go to uh, BenhamBrothers.com. That's B-E-N-H-A-M, Benham, BenhamBrothers.com. Uh, and you can check their site out. They wrote a book called Whatever the Cost. They have another book coming out here, I think, I believe, soon. Uh, what is it, Lions Facing the Lions? What, what do you, what's it called, guys? The book's called Living Among Lions. And, and there you we, go. Set, we tell people whatever the cost is our personal story. Living Among Lions is how you can build your story in today's culture. Uh, and that comes out June the 28th. Okay, good stuff. And yeah, and and on the site again, it was, you know, you guys had the quote of, "If our faith costs us a, a television show, so be it." And that kind of leads me into uh, just the idea of how business has changed culture and culture has changed business. I, and I totally agree. You know, you're in a situation where 
Um, you want to be in a place where you're influencing culture and influencing people and really helping them strive and get the best. I love the idea that, you know, we should be striving to say no to the good so we can say yes to the best, right? So yeah. from from your perspective, how have you seen culture change and influence one to the other over the years? Well, uh, I mean, of course, everybody right now can see how culture is changing. Uh, mm-hmm. But what David and I uh, have realized that once we got into business, man, the beauty of being a business owner or, or, or being a contractor or you know, an agent, whatever it is that you are, when you're doing your own thing, you are in a productive uh, job. You are in the, the, you know, when God created each individual, he created us to be producers and not consumers. And when you're out there and you're producing things, you are able to operate at, at a very high level in a way that actually influences people, in a way that actually impacts culture. And then, through the impact of culture, you'll see it come back to you that will bless your business. Mm. And uh, and we talk about living inside out, that our responsibility as business owners is to be the right people. And when we do that, and when we are the right people, we'll do the right things. And uh, and so it's it's awesome the way that it's a cyclical effect. Michael, let me jump in. David speaking, Jason and I, we we do this when we speak and we consult. We we always just kind of bounce off of each other. But I heard a quote one time that said, put a pauper in a palace and the palace becomes a prison. Mm. Put a prince in a prison and the prison becomes a palace. Mm. And so what that basically means is what's on the inside of you will dictate the culture on the outside of you. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be princes on the inside. First of all, as, as men of faith, we, we want to be right with the Lord first, you know, faithful to our wives, faithful to our children in these things. Uh, but, but also the environment on the outside, you know, in the business world, there's a lot of things that happen. I mean, it can get volatile very quick, and there's a lot of gray areas. But the environment on the inside of us should always dictate the environment on the outside, not the other way around. And this is what we're right. teaching our children. We teach our employees this. That the environment on the outside, even if it gets hostile or gets gray very fast, it cannot dictate the environment on the inside. So we talk, we call that living from the inside out, inside out living. And so when we are talking with our employees or even when we're in a transaction ourselves, we say, uh, now's a great opportunity to be inside out and switch the environment very fast. And I love that thought because, you know, you know, it's, really what it reminds me of is change, right? All change yeah. is not progress. But without change, there is no progress. And what you're talking about is the ability to change and, and kind of continue to grow, right? Because I think being stagnant is not acceptable and grow. And, and from that growth, culture is affected. We have about another minute and a half, guys. I just kind of want to give you the last final word here. But from what you've seen over the years and kind of where you are now, obviously what happened with that HGTV contract and knowing you guys a little bit, um, it's it's interesting how you know God really gave you that platform as far as from the media perspective. You guys were on a bunch of stations all over the country. Now you've spe- uh, you know really speaking here, there, and everywhere. What would you say if you were going to encourage another business owner out there that um, you know feels pressures of the world to conform or whatever it may be, whether it be from their faith perspective or just from the way the world is pressuring in general? Any advice you would give them to kind of stay strong and stay tr- true, so to speak, to their principles and foundation beliefs? Yeah, we would say that the sweetest sleep is on the pillow of a clean conscience, mm. and that for us to bow down to the cultural pressures, 
because we could lose our jobs or it might impact our P&L. Uh, what we're doing there is we're forfeiting our consciences. We are, we are exchanging uh, a clean conscience for, for cash, and we shouldn't yeah. do that. And uh, we can tell you this, after having gone through it, a clean conscience is much better than cash in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, guys, I thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, hey, I guess the, the race to whoever's the best looking and most in shape can be decided by going to com, right? So just go ahead and check there. They can check you out. See uh, any other spots or things you guys will be speaking here soon that's exciting? Yeah, we'll be uh, at the Texas Eagle Forum with uh, former Governor Rick Perry and uh, Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore. And then Jason and I have got various other conferences we're speaking at across the country and a lot of these churches are having us come in and do either business summits or men's conferences so they can go to on our website they can see our speaking circuit and some of the places where we'll be and is that the best spot benandbrothers.com you got it that's right well jason and david thanks so much for joining us today and uh, boy what a great show and great thoughts and insight for folks out there that are business owners and just really striving to uh you know, live on point, live on purpose, really. So, folks, again, we want to thank you for joining us. As always, each and every week, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. If you've missed the previous show, go to leanonthewall.com, and you can click on radio and media and subscribe to the show there or listen live each weekend at the variety of uh, stations that it airs uh, or join the conversation at Lean on the Wall as well. But until next week, here's to living well in life. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Hey, folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. It used to be that you worked hard, saved as much as you could, and then retired with whatever you ended up with. But now, life is a lot more complicated. You have to plan your retirement, not only to keep what you've earned, but also to keep your portfolio growing throughout your retirement years. And that's why you need to talk with Michael Wall and the team at the Wall Financial Group. They specialize in helping families protect and grow their wealth. They do that with a variety of strategies including advanced tax and estate planning. Give them a call at 866-943-2351 and see if you qualify for a complimentary Living Well Retirement Review with Michael Wall. That's 866-943-2351 or visit leanonthewall.com. Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. 
Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and uh, Michelle, each and every week, I tell you, a lot of fun. Today, uh, we have on the show live with us Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis. Carl is actually the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics. They have holographic technology. I got a chance to see it, and I got to tell you, it is unbelievable. It's really amazing how they can project someone 3D image just like they're there, holographic image. Really, I mean, it's it's just absolutely amazing, Michelle. And I know, you know, each and every week we've just been having uh, some some great stuff on. I know we had a chance in the past to have other folks on owning wineries and uh, leaders of big companies and execs, musicians, music stars, Vince Gill. Uh, being one and, and a variety of others mm-hmm. just all over the country. Sean Hannity was on in the wild past. So just kind of really uh, smorgasbord, I guess, if you will, of guests as well as talking about financial stuff. So if, the, if it's the first time you've listened to us and just joined us, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I, I hope you enjoy the show today because we're going to talk initially about markets, uh, protecting wealth. What should we be doing with our finances right now? And a little bit later, we got a live interview with Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis talking about holographic equipment and, uh, you know, holographics in, in general. And it's just amazing how that stuff has worked. It's become really a phenomenon around the, around the globe. And mm-hmm. they are uh, one of the exclusive rights here in the U.S., Michelle. It's really neat. It is very neat. And I, I think about, you know, some of the concerts that, that have featured holograms. There was mm. Tupac and Michael Jackson. I mean, this is, and and for me, I am a huge Prince fan. So if they can get that, uh, yeah. life would, that, that would be great. And so, but it's very interesting. It's not just for concerts. And you can think about all the ways that holograms and holographic um, just can can work. And so I'm interested to hear what the kind of next step and next iteration of this, uh, of this, technology is oh it's 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 amazing and i got the i got a chance to see it firsthand and uh so we'll talk about that a little bit later but very very neat by the way folks we've had a a great amount of presence online it's amazing how many people have been listening to the show uh kind of at their leisure so if you go to leanonthewall.com leanonthewall.com you'll be able to learn a little bit more about us we have three different financial companies really managing and protecting wealth is what we do uh, advanced tax planning, legacy planning, all of those sorts of things. That's kind of the main crux. We've been helping folks since, you know, almost 2001, essentially. So it's been about 15 years now, Michelle. And then in addition, with this show, uh, which has just been a great value add, we feel a lot of people, a lot of penetration online. But if you go to radio and media, under you go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio and media tab, uh, you'll you'll be a, see where you can go to iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud. So if you want to listen to us at your leisure, listen to previous shows, we're on those medium outlets or media outlets, iTunes and Stitcher, SoundCloud, and some others. Uh, your favorite podcast app, I should say, you can find us there. 
by searching Wealth and Health Show or just click on leanonthewall.com and that'll take you there. But Michelle, I know there's a few things you wanted to cover on the financial side, some questions that you had about some things that are going on now. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because we've been watching the market and it's been kind of bouncing all around. It started off 2016 pretty much in the toilet, but it's Mm -hmm. rebounded so far. And honestly, the stock market is probably the most common way a lot of us invest our money. Recently on CNBC, Jack Bogle, who's the founder of Vanguard Group, was asked what he thought our outlook should be on the markets. And here's what he said. The market is not cheap. The dividend yields are low. They've been that way for quite a while. If you're in the market for the long term, you have to accept the market's return, whatever it may be. And this is interesting because to me, it made me think of the whole risk versus reward. Because I don't know if right now the risk of being in the market is really going to pay off in the reward that personally I would like or many folks are looking for. So are there other options we can explore when it comes to our finances? Well, there sure are, Michelle. And I think one of the key things that people need to be looking at when they're looking at their finances, you know, one of the things that we like to, I like to use a lot of stories, right? Because Mm -hmm. we want it to be something that when people walk away from our conversation, they come in, they sit down, you know, they're in a place where most of the folks that we work with already have an advisor of some sort, or they're managing managing their money themselves, right? But they've been in a place where they've just kind of gotten frustrated with what's happening out there. So they want a second set of eyes. They want a second opinion on what they're doing. And they're saying, you know, I just want a second set of eyes to see if I'm really maximizing my story the most advantageous way, I guess. And when you look at the markets overall, you know, a lot of people, the market, as you mentioned, was down and then we're back up here. We kind of come back up and kind of flirting with 18,000, if you will. But what we know is the last high, Michelle, with the markets was almost the beginning of June 2015. Okay, so when we look at it from that perspective, we have not come back up to that last high high water mark mm-hmm. in the markets overall. And as as was mentioned, you know, the market right now is not cheap. So I think the idea of going all in is after a bull run that we've seen. And again, I talk about this uh, pretty repetitively, but it's important because I think preparation uh, leads to better results, advanced preparation, and that's what we want to be doing. So I think when people are looking at how they allocate their portfolio current, they got to be taking a look at where markets are current, what's happened in the past. And one of the biggest reasons, Michelle, that people actually end up losing a bunch of money, like a lot of folks did in 08, is because of greed, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're in a situation where greed overtakes them or complacency, maybe that's another one, overtakes them. And, you know, they've kind of taken their eye off the ball. So we want to build out a financial house, just as if you were building your own house, right? How much money do you want in the foundation? How much, how much, how big should that, how, how strong should that foundation be when you're building your house? Oh, very strong. It should be pretty darn strong, right? (laughs) I mean, you got storms come by, you got things happen. You want it to be strong. Same way with your finances. You know, what do you have with your wealth currently? Here's a question for those of you out there. How much of your wealth currently is in a place that we would consider it being the foundation? Meaning it's it's in a place where there's no risk to it, but you have some nice opportunity. I'm not talking about taking it and putting it in the bank or money market or, you know, that sort of thing. Because, because there are opportunities where you can take your money and be in a place where it's safe, but you're going to you're going to still have the opportunity to average three to five, four to six percent a year over time compounded. 
So how much of your money should be there? And then in the walls, taking calculated risk and doing things. And then maybe some of your money in the roof where you're taking risks that you can't necessarily control. So yes, there are ways, Michelle. The key, I think, for a lot of folks is sitting down and saying, okay, you know, how much risk am I really taking? What does it look like? You know, a lot of these money caller analysis, I was at a, a meeting a couple of weeks ago and it was a gentleman running for Congress and I was talking with some folks and they were talking about how their advisor had ran all these projections for them, you know, and did the standard deviation and all these bell curves and different things on these real fancy charts, which is great. But at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily address the issue, I believe, of what's happening overall with the portfolio. God for the markets do really turn over. And in addition, if I'm taking income out, a lot of times those projections are done based on the fact that there's no income taking out. Mm -hmm. And that changes the way we take monies in our future. So it's really, really important to be reevaluating what that looks like and thinking outside the box, just as we're going to talk about a little bit later with those uh, holographic displays, you know, thinking outside the box. How can we do that? And speaking of thinking outside the box, it, it leads me to this second article that I saw in Money Magazine because it said we're lying to ourselves if we think we can determine when we're ready to retire without professional help. And for me, that, that made me sit there and think, well, wait, what do you mean I'm lying to myself if I think I'm ready to retire without professional help? But Michael, why should we get professional help in, in figuring that out and professional financial help we're talking well, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. You know, it, it leads me to think, uh, Michelle, of, I was having a conversation with uh, Cyrus. He's our oldest. He's eight years old. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting down and, and they're homeschooled. Love it, by the way. They love it. And, you know, it's just so neat to watch them learn and grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's realizing he's starting to come to a place that he's realizing that there's things, a lot of things that he doesn't know. You know, and as he's learning about them, kind of the light bulb goes on and then he has the opportunity now to make his own decisions. So, you know, in, in relation to financial help, it's interesting. I've, I've interacted with so many different people, whether we helping them specifically with their wealth or just in business over the years. And they're really good at what they do. They're really good at the business that they're in, you know, whether it's in the electrical industry, whether it's in consulting, whether it's in medical, whether it's in the industry uh, uh, field or building real estate, you know, there's so many different things that you could be in and they're really good at what they do. But the problem is, is that they're so focused. They've spent so much time learning and knowing and really mastering their craft at what they currently do that's made them successful that they've spent some time in the financial field, but not enough to really allow them the ability to structure a plan that gets them to where they want to go. And I was having this conversation. I was just in Texas uh, last week and I was meeting with a client down there, got a really great company, very blessed about a hundred million dollar company and really, really done well over the years. And, you know, we were just talking about the fact that his expertise is in what he does, but he really needs some help really setting up a game plan, a financial plan that covers not only protecting wealth, growing wealth, taking appropriate income when he sells the business, when he walks away, uh, as well as tax planning. How do we minimize taxation? You know, just growing money is great, but making sure, Michelle, that we minimize taxation mm -hmm. on the money we grow is even better, right? Right. I mean, Uncle Sam's part of our portfolio. <laughs> I know. So, he's, he, and he's named there, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got to say, you know, what are some ways that we can look at not just protecting and growing wealth, but doing it in, in implementing things and structures and advanced strategies uh, to really kind of get Uncle Sam out of our pockets in relation to the portfolio. And that's all part of the, the engineering process as we engineer a portfolio for consumers. So I think it's important 
to not allow your success in one particular industry to blind you to realize that you need help with your finances in other industries. It's okay. People have sought you out for your expertise. Mm-hmm. You need to do the same. And, and, and sometimes it's good to get a second opinion on that because it's, you, listen, you've worked your entire life for what you have. Now, speaking, Getting a second set of eyes is important. Right. And you mentioned a second opinion. And I wanted to let folks know that you probably have a quick question that you want to ask, Michael. You're thinking, okay, well, do I need a second opinion? What does that look like? You can go ahead, log on to leanonthewall.com. Scroll down, you'll see request review. You can click right there in the comments section Enter your question for Michael. It'll go right to him, to the office. He can go ahead and answer that quick question because you might think, do I need a second opinion? Am I taking too much risk? I'm not quite sure what I should be doing just right now, but I just need this question answered. Michael and the team will be happy to go ahead and answer that. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. Request review at the bottom of your screen. Go ahead and Enter your information and your question in the comment section and Michael will get back to you. And you know what? I want you to stay tuned because coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, we're going to hear from Carl Minardo and J.P. Hervis about holographic imaging and what's on the horizon with that. That's on the way next. Hey, folks, Michael Wall here. I want to take a moment away from the show to tell you about an organization that I believe is making a real difference in the world. Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Wellington is the largest no-kill animal rescue in the entire Southeast. Over the years, they've done an incredible job of rescuing thousands of unwanted dogs and puppies and then successfully placing those animals into loving homes. And I can tell you that the adoptees who give the gift of life to these dogs see their own lives enriched in return. If you're looking for a worthwhile organization to support, I hope you'll consider Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And check them out at bdrr.org. That's bdrr.org. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Well, welcome back, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're joined this segment by some really, really great guests. I'm excited to share uh, some of the technology and some of these thoughts and ideas that I think you're going to love. You're probably going to want to visit them online. They got a really neat thing going on. It's called AIM Holographics. And I'm joined live in studio with J.P. Hervis. He is a media liaison and works with a lot of different companies, as well as Carl Minardo. He is the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics holographics. And quite an interesting story. I actually had the opportunity to go down in uh, uh, Florida when I was traveling. I travel all over the country in a lot of ways, and I was able to go down and actually visit with them in their studio where they kind of exhibited to me, I guess, all the different types and array of holographic equipment all the way down from, you know, smaller units all the way to the big stage where you can really go go crazy and do lots of neat things. If you were out there and you saw the tribute, there was a tribute a little while back to Tupac. Probably a lot of you out there don't listen to Tupac. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there was a tribute to him as well as Michael Jackson. I believe they did a little while back as well. Um, just really, really neat utilizing 3D and holographic technology. And this has come so far in just a short period of time. And now Carl is the co-founder and president of AIM Holographics. And I believe, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have exclusive rights in the United States for this equipment, technology, et cetera. I know it's a global deal, uh, but I believe you guys are the exclusive uh, uh, rights to, to license to 
basically sell this equipment in the U.S. Is, is am I correct there? Yeah, we are the uh, exclusive licensee in certain markets within the continental United States for both uh, types of technology. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, tell me, um, first off, welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks, thanks for coming. For, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Carl, let me just start off with this. What caused you to decide... To, you know, to kind of say, hey, I want to get into this. I want to jump into this holographics. Not every day somebody says, hey, I want to get into holographic technology. What caused you to want to do that? Well, like any great idea, Michael's on a golf course. And yeah. My partner and I were playing golf, and he had an idea about uh, doing something with holographic technology in mausoleums, as strange as that may seem. Huh. Uh, and it evolved from that in a two-year process, and I did travel uh, across the uh, country and in Europe looking at what I thought was the best technology to bring AIM holographics to life. Wow, that's awesome. So you were you kind of did a lot of research and decided that this is where you wanted to kind of place your hat, so to speak. Now, I know, JP, you've come alongside and really been uh, key in the process of kind of helping promote and be a part of this as well. What's your take on all this stuff? Well, you know, from my background, Michael, that I love storytelling. And yeah. ultimately, I believe for any company, storytelling is what connects you mm. to your audience, no matter who the target is, no matter what it is that you do. Right. And Holographic projections, this level of technology and applying it for different industries, for B2B, for professional use, connecting with customers, is just a next level technology idea, next level storytelling idea. You tell stories of yourself, of your university, we're going to get into all these things, of your company, and it's a, it's a new way to connect and to get people's attention. So it's an opportunity to do storytelling with technology that we thought was only kept for movies. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, you can, it's something where that's what I thought was kind of neat is, is when I saw it, it was like, wow, this is, this is something that you could have at your home. And this is something you could use for business. And this is something you could use in a variety of different settings because there's all types of different price points. We're going to talk about that. And folks, I wanted to have them on just because again, the goal of the show at any point in time is just to add value, give thoughts and, and just kind of help bring to you things that are different than you're used to hearing each and every day. And that was one of the things that I was really intrigued by. JP gave the call. I went down and met Carl and sat there in front of the stage and watched this guy playing violin and all that and seen uh, Queen Elizabeth or Queen, who was it? Who was on, was, was that what it was? Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Waving to me. I'm like, wait, she's not even there. It was really pretty cool. Uh, so the importance of investing in next level technology, obviously in, in the investment realm, which obviously is what we do. We're always looking for new ideas and new things, thinking outside the box you're seeing Facebook now, huge company that's investing in other technologies and things. And I really believe that this kind of technology is going to be a next up and coming. You know, people are kind of want the next newest, coolest, funnest thing out there. It's not going to be for everybody, but for specific markets, it's going to be really good, I believe. So what is your thoughts as far as who the target market is here, who this is really set up to help well, Carl? Well, there's some core issues that bring this to your heart. And mm. so we really looked at it saying, wow. My grandfather was a great person. I don't have anything showing him. I have a picture, which is just plain picture. And we said, why not capture this? And that was the genesis that really pulled at your heartstrings and said, this technology could be used in this arena to create a legacy for yourself and to create a legacy for your family to last for perpetuity and a 3D holographic projection. Mm. From there, obviously, as we went on, there are different sales uh, areas that this will go into and retail would be one and certainly in higher education uh uh, it would be wonderful for that. Mm. Very great for donor recognition. It doesn't exist as we sit here today. Yeah. Okay. So donor recognition, uh, education, uh, using for lasting memories of family members, et cetera. How do you see this being used maybe on a global scale? I, you know, you mentioned education. You know, I was just, I had the opportunity to, 
uh, a little while back, I was speaking at Liberty University just motivationally. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of these colleges are now in a place where they're going to a college campus is still very popular, but doing college, you know, online or somewhere else is becoming more and more of a norm. So is using this technology with institutions like that in particular, donor recognition and all that, how do you see that kind of coming to fruition? It's really wonderful because I've taken classes online, Mike, and looking at that flat screen, I want to just go. <laughs> so the truth of the matter is this is a very dynamic three-dimensional projection. Hmm. It's telepresence. All of the equipment has embedded cameras in it, so it can be seen anywhere in the world. Yeah. So you can have a professor in Hamburg teaching classes in San Francisco, and it's like he's standing there talking to the class. Yeah. It's wonderful. And, you know, one of the things, JP, that I thought was interesting when I saw this equipment um, kind of in, on demonstration live, it was amazing. You were talking about the, the person speaking. They were kind of following you. So it's interesting, folks, if you can picture you're standing there and you're looking at a projection, you're looking at someone that is looking at you, and they're not real. They don't exist. Uh, but as you move around the room, left, right, you know, whatever it may be, maybe jump up and down, depending on how excited you are, but they're, <laughs> they're following you with their eyes. And I thought, wow, it's amazing. And that's the camera, the technology and everything. What are your thoughts, JP, as far as why it's important to think outside of the box for folks with this uh, type of technology? Well, whether it's this holographic projection technology or any, anything new where you just kind of see it for the first, first time and say, wow. Uh, it goes back to one of the, the kind of professional ideologies I have when it comes to media relations and storytelling for companies. And that's, you got to pretend like everybody has ADD. Yeah. You really have to capture someone's attention because nowadays, especially in a mobile marketing technology world, if you're not interesting as uh, in teaching a class as a professor in how you display your retail item in a window, you're not getting the attention of whether it's a student or a consumer or a professional uh, a partnership of some sort. So when I think about trying to invest in technology, it's because I want to do something that makes someone stop and look at me, look at my brand, look at my window, watch my class, anything like that. So that's one. Mm. I, I think that's a place to look first. What is that, as we call it, wow factor technology, yeah. where someone's doing a double take? Because yeah. nowadays, it's very. There's 200 television channels. There's 300 radio stations. Before you even think about one <laughs> on, online, exactly. There's there's everything in social media, and it's all at the palm of your hand. So you better do something to get somebody's double take attention, yeah. or they're going to move on to the next client. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's interesting you said that, JP, because, you know, the online presence for us has just grown tremendously. We've seen, obviously, this show airs on a variety of stations, but online via iTunes and, and, and Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, all that kind of sort of thing. It's amazing the way people are viewing media today. And you're right. They're doing it in such a way they're they're doing it on their own on their own time when it's convenient to them. And so because there is so much noise out there, you know, it's interesting you said about a storefront. And I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea if you're walking by Macy's, right, downtown New York City or wherever else, and you see a projection and it's a, and it's a hologram, obviously they're promoting it. So you're walking in it's like, wow, this is really cool. It's not even a real person, but they're live following you, looking at you and all these sorts of things. I think that's a great example. For, for 70 years now in, in New York or, or any major city, when you have those window displays, yep. it was a battle between stores. Who has the coolest window display? Yeah. I remember being a kid and walking through the streets of New York and seeing the great holiday season window displays. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a wow factor. Yeah. But that was before you could buy a holographic projection yeah. and have different models projecting as if 
they're actually there yeah. and changing different outfits or or or, or shooting different scenes. Walking across like the window, you know, walking all kinds of different window, things. Engaging yeah. in the people that are walking by the window as well yeah. and interacting with them. That's wow factor. And yeah. that can be applied once again in so many different ways. And companies, once again, whether it's for AIM holographics and you're trying to use holographic projections or anything else, what are you doing that's next? Yeah. That's gonna make people see something they haven't done before that makes sense for your product or your company. Absolutely. So folks, if you're listening out there and you're saying, okay, you know what, this is kind of interesting. I'd like to learn more about it. Best way to find out about this is go to AIM Holographic, A-I-M, AIM Holographics with an S, aimholographics.com. If you missed the first part of the show, go ahead and click to lean on the wall, leanonthewall.com. You can listen to the first part of the show. Just click on the radio media tab as well as uh, other parts of the show. But, you know, it's really interesting when we talk, Carl, about the idea of the storefront technology, right? I know we only have about a minute left here to wrap up the, the segment, but what's interesting is this. A lot of these companies in big cities, you know, the cost of being there at the storefront is so crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's off the charts, right? So a lot of times they realize that they're there. It's really a marketing thing. It's not necessarily selling inventory per se, even though that's part of their goal at that particular store, but it's marketing, right? So it's, it's, leaving, it's leaving a lasting impression. Just a quick thought for about you know 40 seconds, if you can wrap it in that, put you in there, but any quick thoughts where people can say, you know what, this is something we need to check out to leave a lasting impression on legacy, family, business, et cetera. I, I just think, Michael, that it's so unique and it gives such a dynamic impression. Mm. In, in the corporate marketplace, you can control your message yeah. and deliver it exactly the way you want it delivered. In a not-for-profit setting, it's the same thing. And and that is your best shot when someone's sitting there idly in your lobby to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Is hey, this person's looking right at me and they're talking to me no matter where I walk in that room. Plus, the telepresence piece allows you to take this internationally. Yeah. So there's no boundary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming in today, JP. Pete Carl, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And folks, again, if you have questions, visit leanonthewall.com, click radio media. You can listen to the show or go to aimholographics.com. Folks, thanks again for tuning in each and every week and uh, looking forward to you joining next week because we've got some great thoughts and ideas to share. But here's to living well in retirement and in life. And we will talk with you soon. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. And to find out more about Michael and the entire team at Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated.